Welcome to Lakeside Church's message podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find your church family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. No, I just wanted to remind you guys, last week we highlighted Club 180, um, and every week this month we're going to highlight a ministry that we're going to support this month. This is what we're going to dedicate in Lakeside Church as our month of compassion. And um, we just want to be compassionate to our, our, our society, our community, um, because Jesus has extended much compassion to us. And um, so this week, we're going to be highlighting Lighthouse for Life. I don't know if you guys know anything of that ministry, but it's an awesome local ministry that helps uh, victims of human trafficking. If you don't know anything about it, look into it. It's a pretty awesome organization. Um, They help women. Also, another thing that they're doing is they have a house um, that they've just started for women that have been rescued out of that lifestyle, out of human trafficking. And they take care of them, they support them, and they extend grace to them, the grace that God provides us. And so it's an awesome organization. At the end of the month, like I said last week, we're going to collect an offering and we're going to split it up amongst all of these um, organizations and, and, and things that are, are reaching our community and we're going we're gonna to bless them and we're going to bless them extravagantly because that's how Jesus does it. And um, that's the one I wanted to highlight today. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, my dear. All right, guys. Well, if you didn't get one of these when you came in, you can raise your hand and you can um, get one. Somebody will make sure you have it. Uh, for those of you who, uh, who have been here for the past three weeks, this is the last week we're going to be talking about warfare. And um, whether we like it or not, we are in a war. I shared some things from my own life that um, some people uh, thought were funny, I guess, about what, got, what has happened in my life and how I think, you know, just certain ways sometimes things go bad and, and you're convinced there's more to it. I shared about how two weeks ago when I left church, my car, um, you know, the engine blew on it, and then I got some bad news at work, and then our house flooded, and I got jury duty, and so everybody's like, man, that, people were laughing, some people were laughing, and some people, that's, ooh, you know, they felt bad. Um, and so they asked, was this week any better? Well, it was better, you know, I mean, another one of our cars did break, you know, praise God. Everyone say, Praise God. It did break, but praise God for uh, my strong 13-year-old daughter and my wife because I got to unhook the parts of the car, and they got to carry them and move them around, and we went to the auto parts store, and we fixed it, all right? It was, it was awesome. My, my wife and my daughter were there. Um, it was a quick, easy fix, and, um, you know, the only other bad thing that happened, we got a flat tire. So, I mean, I, don't, I didn't get any more jury duty. I mean, like, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, even my dad was saying, man, you know the enemy's coming against you. But I think that the enemy comes against us um, sometimes when we're on the right path. Resistance doesn't always mean you're on the wrong path. I know what happened last week. I, I know the, the, the man who came into this church last week and who talked with me, and I got to pray with him, and whose heart was literally broken, and, and who, who God was touching him. And I, I know why God sent us here. So we've only been here, you know, coming up on our, ending our second year, and it's been an adventure. I mean, we're finishing our second year, and it's already better. It's warmer, and there's more people. Praise God. It is, oh, man, you, have, you were never in the theater. It was a mess over there. We'd get there, and it would just be like people shivering, and no, it's fine. It's fine. No, I'm good. I'm good. And 
you know, but we, we made it work, and now we're here, and we're grateful for the harvest for letting us use this. Um, but we're going to talk about what I think is the third piece. If you haven't gone back and listened to those messages on warfare, I, I would suggest that you would. Somebody came to me um, today, and they said, you know, my husband never really went to church before, but he's been coming, and sometimes he'll even come without me. And that message, like, things have gone bad this week, and he's just been like, praise God. You know, the enemy's not going to win. And, and, and God is working in people. I mean, give the Lord a hand. Isn't that cool? God is doing stuff. And we got to recognize when he's doing stuff. We don't celebrate the enemy. We celebrate that God is greater. Um, this, I would believe, is kind of the last piece um, to this message series. And then we're going to start a new message series. And it's going to be um, through part of the holidays. We're going to call it Life Hacks. And if you've ever seen on uh, the Internet where they showed those videos where they make creative things, well, we're going to do some of that and talk some of that and figure out what are some hacks that we can use um, to live a better life for Christ or to have Christ's life in us. But we're going to the book of Colossians. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. And I'm going to read a big chunk of Scripture, so don't freak out and, like, don't check out. Pay attention. There's a lot of words. Some of you already looked at the page, and you said, that's a lot of words. I don't know if I can do this. Well, just, just suck it up a little bit. All right, put on your big boy, big girl pants, and let's read a little bit of the scripture, and it's like, I know it's a lot. It's a paragraph. I know some of you are like, I didn't sign up for reading at church, but, but, but it's good. It's good to read God's word, um, and some of you are ready. I know that too. So uh, verse 6, therefore, as you, this was written to the people in Colossae, but I believe it applies to you. So in this paragraph, everywhere you see the word you, why don't you take a second and if you can, circle it, underline it, because this is for you. This is for you. If you believe in Christ, this is for you. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. In him. That's the next thing I want you to circle or underline. Look in there. Take a few seconds. I, some of you are like, man, we're in school. I hate this. No, it's just play with me. Play along. Circle the in hymns, the you. Because we're going to talk about what you have in him. And it's probably the most important thing you could do um, as far as warfare is for you to be in Christ. Because when you're in Christ, nobody can touch you. There's not a demon in hell. There's not a problem on earth. Nothing can touch you when you are in Christ. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and all authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. All right, stay with me a little bit more. 
and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God has made alive together with him, having forgiven all the trespasses by canceling out the record of your debt that stood against us with its legal demands that he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed rulers and authorities and put them to an open shame by triumphing over them in him. So this is a very, very deep, very, very deep passage. Colossians is one of the deepest books. If you're not a deep person, if you're like a Cliff Notes and and you just want like, you know, a one sentence thing and, you know, something that's quick, um, Colossians is not the book for you. But if you want to dig in and you want to you want to hear Paul really talk about what it means to be in Christ and who Christ is, the the language in in the chapters of Colossians is about the deepest, the most rich the most fruitful word you can get. And so I challenge you, even if you think I'm not a reader, to sit there and and look at those words and read through it and even do this, I dare you, even grab a dictionary if you need to. Don't be afraid, I do. And look up a word or look up the word in the original language. But but I think God can speak to you a few things. So we're going to pick out eight things in this chapter. We're not going to highlight it all, but eight things I think you need to know. First of all, from the beginning, it says, verse 1, walk in him. Who was this written to? You, the church. And he's saying, walk in him. And I would encourage you, um, in your Christian faith, as much as you are able to stand and walk and not sit and rot. See, the Christian faith is a lot about movement. It's about being involved. It's about being involved with Christ. It's about being involved with your church family. It's about being involved with your community. And you are very much like a car. And one thing I know about a car is that the longer it sits somewhere, the more rots on it. And it falls apart. I've never been amazed that you can sit a car somewhere and come back two years later, and it just, it's fallen apart. The rubber's cracked. The seals are bad. The the gas is dirty. Something has rotted or rusted. But somehow if you take that same car and you keep it in motion and you keep it oiled and you keep it lubricated, like it will last. And the problem that we've done is, is look at even how our church is situated right here is we've made it an auditorium instead of an army. And God never called you just to sit somewhere. If he did, there would be something in the Bible about what type of chairs you're supposed to have. If you were called to sit, he would have wrote about the chairs. He didn't. He wrote about this life in him, that you can partner with Christ and and you can be involved in reaching your community and and you can come early maybe on on a Sunday morning and help up set up some of the hospitality stuff. And that could be one piece of one thing that God uses to reach people. You could be on the prayer team. You you, You could give just a little bit of yourself and be able, willing to learn how to pray. If you don't know how to pray, we can teach you. But, if, but it's powerful when God touches people. And it's not a Chris show, it's a church show. God wants you to stand and walk. I don't know, if I was to take you, and just, just close your eyes just for one second, think about the day you were first saved. It might have been 10 minutes ago, it might have been 10 weeks ago, 10 years ago, 10 decades ago. Or that may be a little long, but it might have been a long time ago. Now look at yourself then, and look at yourself today. In 2018, if there is not a difference, something's wrong. 
If you are not different, if you are not active, if, if, if you are not doing something with your life that is eternal, something's wrong. If you are not transformed, because how can you spend time with Jesus and not be changed? How can you, how can you have this God Almighty live inside of you? Yes, Lord. How can you have, not have this God Almighty live inside of you and not be different? So that's number one point. You need to walk. Walking. Are you walking with God or are you sitting in church? I think there's a big difference. We think they're the same thing, but they're not. Stand and walk. Don't sit and rot. The number two thing is it says rooted and built up in him. Do you know both of those things are about growing? What's the purpose of roots? The purpose of roots is God made the plant so that roots would go down so that the rest of the tree could come up. God made roots in your life, spiritual roots, so that you can go down into Christ and that you can grow up and bear fruit in this world. He even says, it says rooted in that scripture, rooted and built up. Has God been building you? Are you afraid to let God build you up? Imagine who you could be if you let God change you. Don't you know he loves you and knows what's best for you? 